The Icarus Complex Written, narrated and edited by Lyndon Cole Episode 55 A few weeks passed without trouble, along with a thick and fast rehearsal for Titanic. I still hadn't quite got to grips with the music, and the show itself was a bit dreary, which left me feeling less than dedicated, even though I had a main part. I remember the first singing rehearsal very well. Everyone was super eager and excited, mingling with and getting to know each other at every opportunity. And there I was, ashen-faced sat in the back row alone, my phone in hand, trying to look incredibly busy and unconcerned. When in actual fact, I was texting Elena, complaining that I still didn't feel like I fitted in. It's easy to say I could have just fitted in. But honestly, the chance never once presented itself. Alice made sure of that. Yeah, okay. Call me paranoid if you want. But understand I knew that girl very well, even over the short term her and I were together. She fully cemented herself as centre of attention. And a lot of it felt incredibly forced, as if she was compensating for something. <laughs> That's not me being bitter either. Remember, this is coming from one of the biggest attention seekers going. And having already played the same game only a year before, in the last production, I was wise to it. She was loud, borderline disruptive, flirtatious, and everyone's friend. And through it all, not once did we exchange pleasantries, or was so much glance at each other. That's not to say I didn't look at her at all. I did try, although it was never longingly or reminiscing but rather out of pity. The girl parading herself around like some prized canine at the craft show wasn't the girl I fell in love with. She'd certainly changed, and I couldn't help but feel partly, if not solely responsible for that. With her new entourage ever-present, I assumed, rightly or wrongly, that much of the cast were Team Alice and ostracised myself, and allowed this to force a further wedge between me and them. It left me feeling very lonely, and not at all part of the group, but after a few weeks of it, I can honestly say it soon no longer bothered me. I wasn't going to win any popularity contests, I knew that, the damage had already been done, but I very quickly stopped feeling the need to fight Alice for territory 
and just did my own thing. Had I been single and tried to make myself that go-to guy again, I think those three to four months with those lots might have turned out very differently for me and not necessarily for the better. I wasn't unapproachable nor rude. I could play civil, but keeping up appearances no longer mattered. Also intent on seeing Elena as much as I could when I wasn't studying, working or rehearsing, meant that I didn't go to any of the socials, which was the least of my worries. If it kept me away from Alice and her cronies, okay, no worries, so be it. And I would have happily maintained it for the duration of the show, had Grace, my housemate, not decided she wanted to celebrate her birthday with the cast and the rest of the house mid-February. Not only did it mark the first time I'd socialised with those lot in almost a year, but it also turned out to be the most pivotal moment in my relationship with Elena. Since the Emma incident, Elena and I got on better than we ever had before. We were almost inseparable, always doing things together, never arguing, and very much in love. Furthermore, the sex was phenomenal, and with so much time together, she was at the house an awful lot, which meant Grace and the girls I lived with, whether out of choice or circumstance, got to know her more too. Even though we all saw a lot of each other as of late, I was still surprised to receive a formal invitation from Grace to celebrate her birthday. One, because we still didn't completely see eye to eye, but more so because it was addressed to both Elena and myself. Word had already quickly spread around the cast that I was no longer single, so I expected some kind of backlash and ill feeling towards us as a couple but I gave Grace her dues because she didn't have to invite us. She was clearly willing to play happy families, knowing full well there would be a conflict of interest. Okay, sure, her birthday obviously took precedence. That went without saying. But for me, the event itself was more significant because it would mark the first time both Alice and Elena met each other. Elena didn't seem to mind, but I struggled to see how she couldn't find it a tad unnerving. You see, being in the company of Emma was one thing, but having to meet Alice was a completely different kettle of fish. I couldn't guarantee how Alice and her spiteful lot would behave towards her, and knowing Elena's kind nature, I certainly didn't want her trying too hard to accommodate and fit in with them either. Rather, I hoped she'd take the more sensible choice and decline Grace's invitation altogether. But I should have known better. I guess I should have had more faith in her and cut Alice a bit of slack because actually, when the night arrived and the two met on the doorstep of my house, their actual meet and greet couldn't have been more pleasant. I won't go as far as to say I felt either were being fake. I'd like to think their civility, pleasantries 
and... And Alice, by the way. It's so nice to meet you and now put a face to a name. Hey, Alice. Um, how are you doing? Was genuine. And to be fair to her, Alice didn't have to whisk Elena away so soon after she'd arrived to get her a drink and meet the others. I must say, I was worried about how Elena would get on with the drama lot. And I expected the two of us to be in each other's company for the majority of the night. But I take my hat off to her, because she got stuck in. And I didn't see her for large quantities of the night, which was quite refreshing. The last thing I wanted was to be seen smooching and getting close to Elena in front of Alice. It didn't sit well with me, even if my feelings for Alice were now pretty much null and void. As the night progressed, the proceedings moved to reflex, where I characteristically wandered around, and Elena danced a night away with her new friends. As I stood and watched her mingle, I couldn't help but smile. I'd underestimated her mentally, but I was proud of her because though she wasn't the openly boisterous and loud drama type, she truly held her own against a gabble of boys and girls who thrived on being outrageous and melodramatic. I found myself lost in my thoughts, drunkenly daydreaming about what the future held in store with Elena, when I felt a tap on the shoulder. Oh, sorry. I whirled around, apologising, thinking I was in someone's way, expecting it to be perhaps a glass collector. But instead, there stood Alice, looming over me. Fancy a drink? She asked, skipping all civilities and motioning open palm to the bar. I'm sorry, say again? I replied, quizzically, not quite sure if I'd heard correctly, over the hubbub of chatter and 80s pop. I said, do you want a drink? She said louder, leaning in to make her point known. I looked over at Elena on the dance floor, almost as if I was seeking her approval. But somehow in that short exchange, I'd lost sight of her, and she was nowhere to be seen. I looked back at Alice with caution, quickly trying to compute and understand her intentions, as if I could somehow, all of a sudden, read her facial expressions. But I obviously came up short, so shrugged my shoulders and motioned to the bar, letting her lead the way. As we sauntered, dodged and weaved our way to the bar, I couldn't help but notice heads turn. Their faces screwed with shock and disbelief, coupled with confusion. The former golden couple of the Bristol drama scene after their well-publicized breakup, were now seen talking to one another, more so at the bar drinking. It was strange for me, let alone them, and I can't lie and say I wasn't a little worried how the public meeting would be perceived, considering my girlfriend was only meters away. But truth be told, that time around, our little rendezvous was not of my doing, and I really had nothing to hide so head held high, took no notice of them. Whilst we queued, 
he talked, mainly chit-chat, congratulating the other on the principal role and work in the production. With university and family talk, before Alice broke the ice and said something that flipped the conversation altogether. I do hope you treat her right, you know. Who? Sorry, say, say again. Treat who right? Who are you talking about? Elena, Liam, obviously. She said, chuckling. I looked at her, eyebrow raised. I mean, I wasn't exactly clear, was it? And of course I will. I mean, I am. At least I'm trying to. But, sorry, I'm not really sure why I'm that's just it. saying I don't want you to do to anyone what you did to me. <sighs> yeah, um, I'm sorry about that, I said, looking at the floor. I've, um... I tried to make amends for that. I don't know what else to say. I'm sorry more than you know. I know you are. I I know you really are sorry, and all I'm doing is offering you a piece of advice. Oh, okay. Thank you, I guess, but I don't really think it's up for No one should ever have to go through that. It, it's taken me such a long time to get over it, and you... Now I'm with Dave, and I'm a lot happier. So I just want you to know that I forgive you. I felt my stomach flip a little, although I wasn't sure if that was because she said she was with someone else, or because of the idea that she hadn't been over me as quickly as I'd thought. But instead, rather than dwell upon it, I carried on. Look, I never meant to hurt you, you know. You know me. You know I'm not like that. And every day I punish myself for it. I told her, sinking my face into my hands and pushing through. Trust me, I regret it every day. And not having the chance to talk to you about it, well, I mean, that didn't help. But all that doesn't matter now. I'm just glad you're happy, you know. And this, um, this Dave guy, is he a boyfriend then? Yes, kind of. I, just seeing how it goes. He was there for me a lot over the summer. There were so many times I wanted to pick up the phone and call you, but all the girls talked me out of it. Ah, oh, yes. Why am I not surprised? Don't, Liam. It was I'm what... not saying anything. No, you are, and I'm asking you, in fact, telling you, please don't. Just let me speak. I nodded in agreement, and she continued. I'm sorry I didn't speak to you sooner, but I couldn't. I was too hurt. Devastated, even, because I really loved you more than anyone I've ever been with so far. It was supposed to be a forever thing with us. That's how far ahead I saw it going, but then you went and did what you did. She shook her head. There's no use going into all that again. What's done is done. I'm with Dave now and you're with Elena. That's all that matters. After that, neither of us said anything for a while, and the silence was only broken by the barman taking our order. Once we'd ordered, and I'd paid against all her protests, we took our drinks and moved away from the bar into a corner to continue our chat. We reminisced over happier and funnier memories whilst we'd been together. Do you remember the night at Elbow Rooms when Leia fell down the stairs and you had to catch her? 
as well as our individual plans once university finished. I'm probably going to stay in Bristol for a bit. Oh yeah? Yeah, that would be good for you actually. And for a moment, it was easy to forget her and I had been at loggerheads for the best part of eight months. As she nattered away, filling me in with the latest gossip. I've also joined Phoenix Casting, so I should hopefully have some acting work to keep me busy in the summer. I looked at her intently, surveying her, and my mind raced back to that unfortunate incident in May. Putting aside the fact that I'd messaged another girl and lied about it, I realized that I could have, and probably should have, made more of an effort to win her back. She asked for space, yes, but evidently I'd given her too much. I'd made myself irrelevant, no longer important to her, and that feeling of regret and yearning that I had not felt for a while resurfaced. I missed making her laugh. I missed the way her brow furrowed when she talked. I missed how the conversations between us flowed so effortlessly, even after so long. But most of all, I missed how easy it was for her to hold my interest. All I'd ever wanted was some sort of closure on us, to talk to her in some capacity about things, without the bitterness and upset. And it had taken a while to finally get there. But we'd made it. Against all odds. Do you know what? I've got to say, I never imagined you and I will be talking ever again, you know. I told her, as the conversation drew to a close, you never cease to amaze me. Yeah, well, I can't hold a grudge forever, and I've missed talking with you. As short as it was, you were a big part of my life. Yeah, I know. Me too. I said, pulling out my phone to check the time. But, um, let me, um... Let me ask you something, please. Uh, how do I say this? Uh, is there, I mean, was there, ever a possibility of us getting back together? Honestly. She said, stroking her hair back behind her ears. I've wanted to. I wanted to every day since it happened. I can admit that, but I wouldn't have been able to trust you. I'll never, ever deny you and I want good together, Liam. Great, even, but you have to agree too much has happened. Yeah, of course, I know all this, but... Look, to be fair, I've, I've said too much already. She said, cutting me off. You're with Elena and I'm with Dave, so let's just concentrate on that, yeah? I didn't want that conversation to end, but out of the corner of my eye, stood at the bar, was Elena glaring at us. I don't know how long she'd been stood there, and how much she'd seen. But ending the conversation there and then seemed like a better time than any. So to spare myself any further interrogation, I wished Alice the best. And her and I, rather unfortunately, parted ways. What was all that about then? Elena asked me when I caught up to her at the bar. What? That? That just then? Nothing. I lied. We were just, um, you know, catching up, talking about the, um, the show. 
really was nothing important. It didn't look like nothing from where we were all standing, Liam. <gasps> Elena, please, seriously, can we just drop it? It's honestly a pointless discussion. You know her and I were going to talk at some point. It's just taken this long. It's nothing for you to worry about. It was far from nothing, though. And I was out of order to try and deceive her otherwise. But I couldn't exactly turn around and tell her, Oh yeah, by the way, my ex, who I was madly in love with, just told me she still has feelings for me. Yeah, that would have been a great idea. <laughs> of course not. No. I didn't really have much choice. But I had to keep Sturm. My mind, though, was all over the place. And unable to focus and not overanalyze, I feigned tiredness, suggested we leave, and we made our way home. I didn't feel up for staying around after my discussion with Alice. And even though I tried to put Elena's mind to rest, I could see not knowing what we talked about was niggling away at her. That night, as I lay next to Elena, all I could do was think about everything Alice had said to me, over and over again. Some of it annoyed me. Much of it had come as a massive shock. But the majority of it resonated within me in a way I never expected possible, considering my new relationship. I loved Elena. There really was no denying that. And I knew she was the best thing for me at that time. But that one conversation changed everything. Alright, so thinking about it now, it's highly unlikely that I lost my head just because of that one conversation. But what it did prove was that I never stopped caring for Alice. Even with her subsequent obnoxious behaviour, that chat wiped away all the progress I'd made. And intentionally or not, a chink in the armour of Elena and I appeared.